If you are a design-build contractor that thinks working 70 hours a week is just normal, and you enjoy feeling like you are in the middle of a firestorm every day, this show is not for you. Stop listening immediately because you are not ready to calm the chaos and learn the business skills that you don't know you don't know. That you don't know you don't know. Start taking control of your business destiny today. Only smart contractors that want to learn and sharpen the business skills they need to change the way they do things so that they can compete in today's highly fluid and volatile market and start making the kind of money they both desire and deserve should listen. This is the Design Builders Business Podcast with Art Sandridge. Art Sandridge. Welcome all my fellow contractors. Today's episode of the Design Build Contractors Business Podcast. And today we've got a very special guest. We've got Mike Luddick, who uh, Mike brings an absolutely unique perspective to today's uh, show because he's both a CPA and a practicing attorney. And uh, I've known Mike for a number of years and he's helped me on a, on a number of different occasions. And, you know, as we've looked at, uh, as I've talked with Mike about being on the show, we talked about a lot of different things. And as everybody knows, in the construction business, it's got to be one of the most difficult businesses to keep track of the flow of money in and out and make a bottom line profit at the end of the year. It's a very intense, cash-intense business, and doing things the right way can go a long way to determining the success or failure of a contractor's business. And so, Mike, because of his perspective, he currently practices business law as Luddick Law Office in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, he's a member of the state bar of Wisconsin. He's admitted to the uh, practice, uh, admitted to practice in Wisconsin Western District, as well as United States Tax Court. He's also taught various accounting and tax uh, courses at Upper University, Upper Iowa University, and presented at various professional seminars. He's on a board of directors of Feathered Friends Rescue and Sanctuary as a member of the Middleton Chamber of Commerce. So, Mike, I, w I welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you on. Glad to be here, Art. Um, it's, it looks like uh, it's maybe a good day to be inside. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's definitely been uh, not such good days to be outside. I know that. <laughs> so, great. So let's just jump into it. And, um, you know, there's a lot of questions that that always come up when you're talking about the construction business and trying to keep track of the numbers. Mike, have you got uh, you you've done this for a long time? Can you tell us a little bit about the different accounting methods that uh, uh, a small to medium sized contractor should really be considering when they're starting to put together their their the accounting for their business? Well, I get, I, I think probably the first thing I'd like to do is distinguish between um, the 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 records, the kind of formal accounting records that you will keep and need, so that you can comply with uh, tax, uh, with IRS code and regulations, uh, payroll reporting, um, and uh, if you need a financial statement for the bank at year end and that kind of stuff. Um, and um, <clears throat> there, obviously, you're going to need to, you know, have some sort of an, a, a, an accounting method that you use uh, consistently. Um, uh, cash basis is, is not going to work. It's not going to be an acceptable accounting method uh, for 
for any of those purposes. Um, and uh, probably most most smaller contractors are going to use you know a, some form of the, a variation of the completed contract method, where whereby you you uh, uh, accumulate your costs for a a, uh, a job. And then when, when, when the job is done, uh, you'll recognize the income from that job and you'll offset the expenses, all the, all the costs against that job, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll book the profit at that point. Um, uh, probably the gold standard is the completed uh, contract method, but you know, most smaller contractors just don't have the, have the resources and don't have the ability to really make that work. And, I mean, you might as well have something that's going to be, you know, I mean, if, if, if for reporting purposes, keep it simple and yet, you know, something that's going to be acceptable to your, your, your bank and, and it's also going to be give you a, a reasonable method for computing income for tax purposes and the like. So, uh, you know, trying to do a completed contract method and doing it wrong is just, is, is just not going to serve anybody's purpose. Um, but then there's the informal stuff, and um, and and that's what that's the information that you uh, that you as a contractor need to uh, to run your business. I mean, and and that's going to be that's going to be more cash driven um, on 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 the one hand because I mean you got payroll to make, uh, you got you, you got to pay your vendors, you got to pay your subs, um, you got you know, if you if you've got space, you got to pay your rent, and 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 you got to pay your bills. Uh, you got to pay, you know, if you got withholding, et cetera. You got a bank loan. You got to make those payments. So you got to know when. You got to know how your cash is flowing. So you need a, you need something, uh, you know, you need a method to know when cash is coming in and when your bills are going to be due. Um, you know, some sort of a cash flow, you know, uh, uh, thing. And then the other thing is is depending on what kind of contractor you are, you can know whether you know how you stand on a given job. Are you making money? Um, how is how are the bill how are the costs coming in versus you know what you uh, figured when you were gonna you know when you bid that job um, is this yeah are, are things going south on you and or um, you know are 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 costs staying in line and you're gonna make money so I mean those are the kinds of things that you that's that kind of information and that's all. Um, you know know knowing what you need and then I mean some of it can be as simple as putting out a spreadsheet. Right, right. So, really, you know what what you're saying is that uh, the checkbook method of keeping track of your money is really not the best policy. And by that, I mean if you got money in a checkbook, you're making money, right? Well, that's I mean that's that that's the worst possible way to you know to to, to try and run your business is, is is by is by simply looking at your checkbook and going, oh boy, I'm, you know, I'm in great shape. I got money because I mean, you know, I mean, it's great that you got, you know, X dollars in the bank, but if you owe X plus something the next day because you got a payroll due and then, and then two days after that you got, uh, uh, you know, you got a bank payment, um, <laughs> you know, you got, you got troubles. You got you got problems, definitely problems brewing in more fronts than you can even imagine. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. So, all right, we got, you got some simple accounting process and you really got to keep track of the numbers how does uh how does the backlog factor into it and specifically when you look at your backlog is uh, is all backlog equal i mean if you're not really tight on only drawing the money that you've really earned on a job 
Is it possible to actually suck the profit out of some of your backlog by overbilling? Well, I, I guess let me see if I can kind of kind of break that down a little bit. Um, uh, you know, I mean, it's nice to you know, it's it's nice to get the money. Uh, you know, the you, you know, rule number one is is you know, accelerate accelerate cash flow in and and push back you know payments as 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 quickly as you know as far back as you can. I mean, that's the way to you know to always make sure that you got you know you know you got a cash balance. But at the same time. Um, I mean, you got to know, you know, if if this is spendable cash. Um, and let me just give you, a, for, you know, for instance, and this is something that, you know, maybe maybe a lot of people know, but there's probably a lot of people out there who aren't aware. There's a there's a Wisconsin statute. Uh, it's in it's actually part of the Wisconsin lien law, section 779.16. Now again, I mean, you know, that's just for reference purposes. If somebody wants to go look it up, and it's called theft by contractor. Um, and the, the the short version of this is, is if you're collecting money in advance for a job, so you go to somebody and you say, okay, I'm, I'll do this job for you, and I need half the money up front, um, that money isn't yours. That's trust fund fund money in, if by 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 law. So you can't spend that money on really anything other than that job until all those jobs bills are have been paid. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, if you're if if you're taking money, if you're collecting money on, you know, from a future project, getting that down, you know, getting a you know a down payment, and you're using that to pay, you know, another job's bills, you may have a serious problem. And I mean, you know, and and, and when they say when they say contractor theft, you know, theft as in like criminal. So I mean I like like jail time, like criminal, jail time. Right? You got it. You got it. Now I mean you know the fact of the matter is is that you know I mean if you does does this happen quite a bit? Well, it probably happens you know more frequently than well it should never theoretically it should never happen, but it does. Um, right. But it's I mean it, it happen. It, people get prosecuted for this stuff. Uh, I right. mean, if somebody files a complaint and you get you get you get three or four calls from people, or you get yourself in trouble and can't pay all your subs, for instance, um, and they you know enough people start calling the police or the DA, you know, you could find yourself uh, between a rock and a hard place. So I, I you know I mean I strongly recommend to people, um, you know, if you are finding yourself in a situation where you're thinking about, oh boy, you know, where's the next, where's a future job that I can start billing and getting some money so I can, you know, pay my bills? You got a problem. I mean, you need to sit right. down and 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 figure out where things are at uh, because at that point in time, your problems are more than just cash flow. Well, in the old, um, gosh, I just didn't know defense probably doesn't work, right? Well, as, as with most criminal things, no, it doesn't. I mean, you know, you right. are expected to know the law and, and you know, on that stuff. And, and uh, no, it, 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 it really it wouldn't. I mean, if you, if you get yourself in serious trouble, you could have a serious problem. And, and I just, you know, I mean, the best way to not get into that trouble is, is, is again, to get yourself set up up front and know how your jobs are doing so that you're not, I mean, if, if you, you know, if you make a profit of, of X on a job, you've got that to spend, but you don't start spending, you know, the, the profits, you know, or the, or the hoped for profits from job Y, 
you know, before you've even started job Y, just because you got a down payment from, uh, you know, from somebody, you got some upfront money from somebody. Boy, that's, I, you know, I think that's just playing with fire. Playing with fire. Absolutely. Well, you know, actually, you and I have both seen, particularly in Wisconsin here, we've seen cases where uh, contractors have actually been prosecuted, spent time in a home away from home, and, uh, you know, really gotten pinned on that, and it's it's really a, a bad situation for sure. So I think the key takeaway here, as we've been talking about accounting and keeping track of your money and, and doing the right thing as a contractor, is really implementing a good system and also having the financial discipline to make sure that you're doing the right thing because if you start straying off, you really need to look at some other issues to uh, find out what's going on, what what the real problem is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, and here, if I, yeah. I mean, if I and if I can put in a little plug for my for my practicing uh, CPA f- uh, friends out there, um, or you know, or even uh, even even the accountants, if 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 mm-hmm. if that be the case. Um, you know, I highly recommend. I mean, fine, fine. You've got your maybe you got QuickBooks or, you know, or something for your accounting system. I know there's, you know, I, and I I just use that as a for instance. But uh, you know, you got a formal accounting system that you're using to keep your, yeah, you know, the the, the numbers that you're going to need so that year end you can your tax preparer can you know comply with the tax law and that you can get the bank financial statement, et cetera. But sit sit down with your with with your CPA. Sit down with your accountant, and and like I said, I mean you can do it on a spreadsheet. But put together, mm-hmm. have, get something that that you understand, and that and that they can help you put together, so that you have got something that you can be plugging in, you know, so that you can be monitoring your cash flow. I mean, right. that's I mean that's what's really going to that's what's going to get you is is I mean nothing nothing is worse than than you know again arriving at payday um, and 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 there's no money in the bank right um, right no. and, and you know and 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 the sooner you can know how to be you know projecting that stuff. Uh, and putting in the right numbers so that so that you you you're you're projecting out your cash flows and you're projecting out your you know when bills are coming due when expenses are coming due uh you can you can be i mean if you can see three or four weeks out hey i got a problem here i'm gonna i got a payday you know on such and such coming up and it looks like i'm gonna be x dollars short it's a lot easier to do something about it three or four weeks in advance than it is the day before or the day off. <laughs> definitely, you know, definitely not the day of. That's for sure. You know, I mean, it's a lot. You know, at that point, I mean, you know, maybe you can go to the bank. You know, maybe there's some things. Maybe you can speed up some things. Maybe you can, you know, move some stuff around. Uh, you know, do some other things that can do it. But you, I mean, you can't do that unless you've got something where you know. And that's not. And that typically is not coming out of your formal accounting system. If that's not what your accounting formal accounting system is set up for. Right. Right. It's really it's really knowing your key metrics, your key uh numbers that you have to watch and that you should be watching. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and keeping track of it. It's not something you just uh open the book uh, you know, once a month. It's something you pretty much have to look at every day, I think. Yep. And then just you know, kind of kind of to along a related line and and, and, and I've seen this, you know, in, in, in enough instances to know that it goes on way, way, way too often and that is with with uh with change orders and, and stuff that that simply either 
never get billed for or get billed for, but you end up with a, in, in, a, in a wrestling match with your customer um, or all kinds of other problems, you end up potentially having to try and go in court and whatever. Um, you need, you've got to have a form, you know, if, if, if you're a prime contractor, if you're a home builder, you've got to have a system because, you know, when, you know, when, when the customer comes along and says, you know, you know, instead of vinyl down in that room, I'd really rather have tile. That's great, as long as the as long as the customer ultimately pays you for the tile. Right. And, right. Well, exactly. Exactly. You know, and if you come along, believe me, you come along sixty days after the customer's moved in the house. You know, when you know when you finally get all the bills in, and you're looking and going, oh, geez, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I you know, I, I, we, we changed that, you know, from, you know, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, a $300 floor became a $2,000 floor. Um, you know, go back to the client customer at that point and go, by the way, you know, hey, I, I need an extra, you know, a couple thousand dollars. Don't expect a check in the mail the next day necessarily. <laughs> no, de- definitely not. Well, you know, one of the things, uh, having been a design-build general contractor for almost 20, well, actually a little over 25 years, one of the, th- that used to always drive me completely crazy where a subcontractor would come back to me or our company at the end of the job, maybe even, as you said, 60 days later after the job's completely closed out, mm-hmm drop in with a slug of change orders that they thought they had coming and then expect to have somebody cut them a check like that minute. I mean, I got to have the money. I, I need the money right now. Well, it's just not even realistic and it's just dumb. It just is. dumb. Well, well, that's it's bad right. practice. That's right. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and that's, again, that's just one of those things where, where you need, you need discipline to, to, to do this. And if somebody comes along and says, you know, Hey, I'd, I'd like to put in, you know, I'd like to change this. Fantastic. And, and, you know, and by the way, here's the, you know, here's the change order necessary to do that. And oh, by the way, this is going to add X dollars to the job. Now they may come along at that point and say, well, you know, let me think about it, or maybe now nah, I can't do that, or whatever else. But better to have that conversation than than the one in in ninety days when you know when you're going to them saying, oh, by the way, I need an, another X dollars because your vendor <laughs> wants to get paid. Well, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you know. if you just think about it, it just makes so much sense to deal with it at the point. That the customer is interested in in having that additional work done, you bet. Then to just assume something and let it slide, it just it just makes no sense. But it go that part, I think, goes on way too often, Absolutely. and really is a, a problem in the industry. I really do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So. And, and, and I mean, I, I don't know whether it's a, you know people think that they're going to hurt somebody's feelings or they don't want to, you know, they don't want to be. You know, uh, you know, upset a crabby person because everybody knows that you know having you know people are crabby when they're having their house built or remodeled or whatever else. But again, better to get this stuff done, you know, <laughs> and taken care of, you know, at you know at the time, than you know. It is, the problem isn't going to go away in sixty or ninety days. It's just probably right. going to be worse. Right. Somebody wants to get paid for that additional work, whether it's the materials or whatever. And you know, I, I'll I'll throw my personal opinion in on that because I've I've experienced this so often. I, I truly think 
it's more a factor of the contractors or the superintendents or the foreman or whoever it is that's interacting with the customer being completely lazy than it is anything else. I, th I think it's just a matter that they just are blasé and lackadaisical about it and just, oh, we'll deal with that later. Uh, I mean, it may not be that, but, but certainly I see a lot of that happening. So. Well, yeah, it, it probably is. I mean, it takes a, it takes a couple of minutes. Okay, I got to drop what I'm doing. I got to write this up. You know, but care, you know, have some change order forms that you're carrying around with you that are readily available. Go write it up. You know, get it, get get everybody's signature on it. Get it, get a copy back to to where you need it, so that your whoever is doing your you know your accounting or your billing or whatever can get it taken care of, and and it's it's done. It's done. It's done. Oh. So I think we've got time for uh, one more subject, and I know this could could go on too, and and this definitely is not legal advice, but let's let's just talk a couple of minutes about lien rights. You know, one of the things, at least I I found, I believe that that uh, contractors uh, understanding of lien laws and, and what they have to do to perfect their, their lien uh, rights and that kind of thing, it just always seemed to be misjudged. And I, I think it's actually worse now as we're coming, have come out of the meltdown, the economic meltdown than it was before. And it was horrible before people don't file their notices. They, they, they just, they, they just aren't very um, good about that. So just, we won't spend a lot of time on it, but just give us a little, you know, what, what should a contractor do? Kind of a best practices uh, sort of Well, let me, sort of let, me, let me start out with a little thing that I always tell my contractor clients, and that is that I've got, I've got other clients who would give their firstborn to have the legal rights that contractors have and Unfortunately, I don't know, 90, 80, 90 percent of the time, either don't realize or don't or, or or don't deal with properly, and just leave and they and they and they leave money on the table. I mean, here we're trying to. I mean, you, we're talking about a business as hard as this is. Why would you Why would you want to walk away from money? And that's what <laughs> exactly. That's what, exactly. Yeah, that's what's going on. So. Um, and again, I'm you know because I don't want people to try doing this themselves. Okay, right. I want them I want them to get to the you know get to the right people to have them do this. But the first the first thing is is, is just knowing that those rights out there exist and they're I mean they're absolute and they're easy to do. This is mm -hmm. really hard stuff. Um, <clears throat> but basically, uh, you know, kind of in a nutshell, um, basically you got to give the, the the property owner. Needs to needs to be given notice up front before you even take, preferably before you even start the job. Part of your contract. I mean, put, you got to have put the language in there, statutory language, that basically says that 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 the work that you're doing is subject to Wisconsin's lien laws. That they have the, that you have the right, you know, if they don't pay, make payment, you know, to, to to file a lien on their property. Um, I mean, you've got to give people that 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 much, you know, of 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 a heads up so that they know what they're getting into. Um, then, you know, keep keep track because dates are can be critical on this. Within a certain period of time after you last do any work on the job, and I think it's 60 days. Um, and it's and if you know 60 days is 59 days is fine 60 days is fine 61 days is too late so you got to keep on top of this stuff but within that time period time period 
if they haven't paid, you need to file what's, no, what's basically your notice of intent. And that's, a, that's, a, that, that's something that you're going to get to them, whether it's, it could be certified mail, it could be personally you know, given to them, uh, et cetera. I mean, you know, again, this is all by statute. But this is a notice to them that says, hey, you owe me money from this job. And if you don't pay me within 30 days, any time after 30 days after you get this notice, I have the right to go down to the courthouse and put a lien on your property. And then after that 30 days is up, if they haven't paid, now you can go down and file a, and file a lien, and that's going to it's going to show up on the on the records on that property. And, and there's a good chance that if they've got, a, let's say they got a mortgage on the property, um, let's let's say they borrowed money from the bank to, you know, to put to, to, to either to build a house or to uh, remodel their house. And now you're putting a and now you're putting a construction lien on it. The bank's going to be on on their case in a quick hurry. Not happy. I, I've been through those where, um, uh, not on my projects, but but friends of mine were a, a contractors filed lien because they didn't get paid, yeah. which which they should have done. And um, it it does pay dividends if if the person if the homeowner or the the property owner refinances or they they go to sell. That lien has to be cleared before the title company will give clear title, and and so there's some teeth into the whole thing. There, there is. I think that's the main thing. Is I think people know that at that point in time, if somebody's just <clears throat> being the classic jerk, um, they're you know for whatever reason they either they're trying to negotiate with you to you know, knock something off of the final bill or, you know, that kind of gamesmanship that you, you know, sometimes run into. Maybe they, you know, whatever, for whatever reason. Um, and, and, I mean, they've got the money. They just, they just can't find their checkbook, so to speak. You know, <laughs> if you file a lien, that's serious enough, and I think most people are smart enough, and if they talk to, you know, if they, whether, they, whether it's their bank that talks to them or they may be smart enough to know themselves, you know, hey, just the threat. When they get that notice of intent, that gets their attention, you know, hey, you're serious about collecting. So they, they, they need, and, 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 and I've, my experience has been most of the time, and I'm talking about most of the time, that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. And it's—I mean, mm-hmm. it's that simple. And uh, and all you had to do up to that point was just—you know—make number one, make sure that you got the proper notice up front, and number two, if they haven't paid, you know, not six months later, not a year later, not sixty-one days later, you know, but within that time period after you've completed that job, after the last work, you know, has been—you know—has been done, or the last materials have been delivered to the job site, whatever, whether you're, you know, contract or whatever. Get that notice of intent out. Get it done. Get make sure you know. Go to somebody who knows you know the the magic words and you know there's forms out there that you know that that, that have the information that needs to be put in and you know et cetera and get it and get it in and most of the time that's going to get you a check. Yep, yep. Well, and I think um, too. There's actually companies out there that'll that'll do that for you. There are is do all that that fines. But but at any rate, just be diligent about doing it. And I think I think where the misconception comes, especially with smaller contractors, subcontractors, I think a lot of times they think that when they put the language in their proposal that they have given the homeowner 
their notice of intent to file a lien. But really all they've done is notify the owner at that point that they have lien rights. They it. haven't done anything to start perfecting their lien rights at that point, that right? Is that, that is absolutely correct. And a lot of right. times, yeah, a lot of times, it doesn't even get in the original, you know, either contract or proposal. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've had more than one case where somebody's come to me, you know, they come to me six, seven, eight months after the thing and go, you know, hey, I'm having trouble, you know, so and so owes me money on this job that I did for him. Um, you know, can we file a lien? Well, when when did you start the job? You know, did you get the lien? Did you have a notice out? Yeah, they get it. Well, when did you finish the job? Well, I finished it back then. Well, you're too late. Right. Too late. Right. You, just, you know, just um, just didn't deal with it. I mean, yeah. you know, my theory always has been, and I think most good contractors have the same theory. A good quality contractor does does good quality work. They they do the work that the owner wants, and they deserve to be paid on a on a timely basis. I mean, that's just the way the world works. You don't sign up to be the customer's bank. You, you do the work, you want to be paid. So th this is just a way to uh, follow a simple process and help ensure your uh, chances you're going to get paid. I mean, it doesn't work every time, but certainly it's going to completely enhance your ability to uh, as you say, get the check. Yeah. So well, and this good. is something that applies. I mean, it, it's it, it definitely applies to contractors, certainly. But it, but basically, I've I've seen this in 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 just about any business, you know, or profession too. Is 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 I know people that are tremendous craftsmen, contractors, you know, you name it. Whatever they're doing, they may be they may be the tops in the world, but they're terrible business people. Right. They just don't be, and 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 this is, I mean, and this is not something that's in, you know, that, that's a, this is a learned skill. This is something that anybody who's a, I mean, you could be a great contractor and learn how to be a good business person, and that's really what most of what we talked about today is all about. It's knowing exactly. this stuff and then just deciding, okay, yeah, the, is this the fun stuff? Is this the A plus stuff in your life? No, but it's critical if you want to be. I mean, you could if you want to be the poorest, best. You know, home builder on the planet, you can do that, you know, but there's no reason. There's no, reason. there's no, absolutely. There's no reason for it. it. It's, there's a, it's a, it's like most everything. It's like building, building a, a building or a house or a, a commercial product. It's a process. You yep. just have to follow the process and be diligent about it. Well, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, you've got to know. You've got. I mean, you've got to know what you need to do. Obviously, I mean, you know that stuff. Like, but like, this is all learned things. I mean, you can go whether it's you go to your attorney, your CPA, your insurance person, your bank, or whatever. I mean, you can find out from these people, you know, what you need to do, you know, in terms of of of, of your business and get your get your stuff set up and, and but then and then do it. And and if you, I mean if you're big enough and you've got a big enough company, I mean you can hire some of this stuff, you know, out or contract it out or whatever. But uh, you know if if you're smaller, I mean you may have to do some of it your you know some of it yourself. Uh, but you need to do it. I mean you need you need to put running your business the the little the, the, that that nasty administrative you know and management stuff has got to be you know has got to be just as important you know, to you as, 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 as getting the right finishing nail and, uh, you know, in, 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 in the woodwork. Right. If you want to bring it right down to the real basics, it's how you feed your family. Well, that's right. <laughs> you don't, 
you don't collect the money, you don't feed your family. I mean, it really kind of breaks down that simply, and it's dumb not to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and just you know one one of the you know to to kind of use a, a little example, I know with you know you know a, a lot of professionals are are, are horrible at, in terms of keeping keeping track of their time and doing billings and stuff like that. Well, the best the best advice I ever heard on this entire subject was was from a guy many many years ago it says whenever you're sitting down and you're going to do this stuff keeping track of your time and doing your billing put a picture of your family in front of you because that's what this is that's what you're there for you know wow is that outstanding advice or what oh my god Put it, that is yep. that is awesome. And I, that you know, is just and say, you know, same, you know, same thing. You know, wh- wh- whether it's whether you're bidding a job or whether you're doing the, you know, that nasty stuff, you know, of 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 doing the billing or getting the change orders in or, or 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 or, or writing up the stuff to get those lien notices out. Keep a picture of that family prominently in front of you because that's that's what it's all for. That's what it's all for. Well, great. Thanks, Mike. I I, I think. Um, there were some other subjects we wanted to cover, but we've we've gone a little long here, so I think we'll, we're going to wrap it up. But I really appreciate you being on the show. In fact, I actually learned a number of things today, and I, I thought I knew some things, but every time I talk to an expert like you, I, I, I learn something new every time. So it, there is a lot to this, and, and it is a process, and it needs to be followed properly. So, um, Mike, how can people get a hold of you? Well, they can contact. I mean, they can they can they can phone my office. Um, uh, if I do, you want my number? I mean, I can, sure. Yeah, you, whatever you want to put out there. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's 608-663-0888. Uh, probably the best the best way to find out a little bit about me and 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 also to get contact information, or if you want to, you know, get me a message or email or whatever. Is I've got a website that I that I'm that I'm happy with. I redid it a, a couple three years ago. And go to uh, Ludig Law, L U T T I G L A W dot com, www.ludiglaw.com. And, and it's got, it'll tell you a little bit about me and how I work and, and uh, where I came from and, and uh, how I got to be what I, what I am. Cool. Well, and I, I'll put a plug in for you as well. You and I have done business now for a number of years, uh, probably longer than either one of us want to really acknowledge. Uh, because we're very young, but we've been at this a long time. We've yeah, we, so, we, we've been doing well. As, 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 as I tell people, when I when I turned fifty five, I started going the other way. Exactly. <laughs> and and exactly. I and I tell people when I get back down to sixteen, I'll gladly surrender my driver's license. There you go. Absolutely, that's a great that's a great story. So uh, wonderful. Well, you know, hopefully uh, we can hook up and, and do another uh, show again. This was absolutely fantastic. The amount of information that, that you provided today is is outstanding and, and uh, far beyond anything I'd hoped for. So with that, uh, I'd wrap it up. And um, again, thank you, Mike, for being on the show. You can reach Mike at www.luddicklaw.com. Thanks for everybody for joining us. Next week, we're going to be talking about how to borrow money, how to get the money, what you need to do to be prepared, and the kinds of documentation that is required by today's bankers uh, to give you a high likelihood that you can borrow the money. This has been the Design Builders Business Podcast with Art Sandridge. Art Sandridge. Art is a 25-year design-build construction veteran, and he's seen so many contractors go broke just because they didn't know what they didn't know. 
He's dedicated to helping small to medium-sized design-build contractors obtain the business skills that they need to compete in today's fast-paced, high-tech world. Join us next time with more from Art Sandrich on the Design Builders Business Podcast. Goodbye.